Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Weekly Dish Second Helpings podcast. A little introduction here. I am at the Town Hall Brewery, and I'm here with Pete Rafikas, who is one of the founders of the brewery, and it's 22 years old. 22 on the 24th of October. So I know you've been on Weekly Dish before, but like, do you ever just pinch yourself and think, oh my God, I've been doing this for 22 years? I wake up every morning and have to pinch myself. I uh, can't believe I've made it this long. Yeah, it's a long time to be, A, running a restaurant, B, running a brewery. And you guys, you mentioned we came here tonight for a cocktail tasting so that we could see what um, not only the brewery has to offer, but also Town Hall Lanes, Town Hall Station, and then Town Hall Tap. And you mentioned that each of the restaurants kind of has its own flavor right but it all started here with the brewery and you guys you mentioned have won so many awards and i think sometimes and this is why i wanted to talk to you because i think sometimes because you're kind of like the first maybe you get overlooked so let's let you shine for a minute yeah i don't i i i think you're right about being overlooked that uh i I could tell a quick story yeah please do uh i was at one of the newer breweries and it was after autumn beer review I think it's Autumn Brewery. Autumn Brewery, yep. And this was about five or six years ago, and I had left with some regulars of Town Hall, and they asked if I wanted to go to one of the breweries in, in Northeast, and I did, and I hadn't been at the time, and there was, you couldn't even walk in the place. Sure. And we we sat down with, uh, they had some communal tables. Yep. And we sat down with one, and there was some young ladies there, and uh, we started talking with them, and... They said, uh, well, where do you like to go? And I said, well, I like to go to Town Hall. And they said, oh, we don't go to Town Hall. And I said, well, why don't you go to Town Hall? And they, they said, oh, it's my father's favorite place. And so they didn't go strictly because they it didn't want to see their It was their dad's. Hilarious. And sometimes I see that. Uh-huh. And I see that we've been around for such a long time. Uh, people uh, just lose sight of it because it has been around for such a long time. We've been blessed to have fantastic brewers. Um, I think our brewer, Mike Hoops, is one of the best brewers in the world. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's extremely creative. Um, I think I mentioned tonight that he's won more medals than any other brewer in the state of Minnesota at the GABF. And for those of you, Mike also has Hoops Brewery. So It's his brother. Correct. So, okay. So Mike opened Fitter's Brewhouse as the head brewer there. Yep. And that's up in Duluth. Up in Duluth. And then he left there. Uh, I had met him at a festival in Madison called The Great Taste of the Midwest. And uh, our brewer left Town Hall, and he went back to school. And uh, we were looking for someone. And Mike and I hit it off when we were up at that festival. And he was out of brewing at the time. And uh, I'd like to take a little bit of credit in talking him into coming back into brewing. And so he's been with us, I want to say, for 20 years now. Uh, when he left Fitkers, his brother, who was brewing out in California, yep. came and took his place at Fitkers. 
uh, and was there for, I think, until maybe three or four years ago. Uh, and then he opened Hoops Brewing about two years ago, I think. How unusual it is that the two of them, because I know he's a savant with beer, too, yeah. that the two of them, like, it's not like it's a gene that you get, but maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they must have had a fun childhood, I guess. Did you make beer yourself? I, I did. In, Were you uh, good at it? I thought I was good. <laughs> my, my, we, me and my, a select group of my friends, I started when I was in grad school, and I went to grad school in Seattle. And uh, when I was out in Seattle, uh, the West Coast, and particularly Seattle and Oregon and Northern California, were way up the learning curve on, on craft beer. Yeah. And I think when I moved out there was in 1993. Um, and I was drinking Old Style at the time. Oh, sure. And I started drinking some of the craft beer there. Uh, I used to teach accounting, and I used to, uh, which I don't want to label myself here, but... An accounting nerd? Is yeah. that what you were going to label yourself? Yeah. I get the best of both worlds, being a beer nerd and a, yep. an accounting nerd. Uh, but I used to go to a place called the Big Time Brewery and grade all my papers. And that's where I really started drinking craft beer. And then I got into home brewing, and I home brewed for a couple years. And then when I moved to Minneapolis, uh, I was home brewing before I opened here. And then we opened in 97. So in the last 22 years, I mean, the brewery business has changed completely and then even the restaurant business i mean to have just have a neighborhood gas we'll call you a gastro pub 22 years later like that's shocking yeah i think it's so different like it's hard to even explain it it uh when we opened there was like eight breweries yeah um now there's like 180 yeah it's a lot um the minnesota craft brewers guild was invented or it started in our basement um, in late in the late many 90s. people can't say that no it's not, <laughs> and it was started because uh, because of laws for the port most part it was run by mostly the brewers um, we weren't allowed to go to a festival unless there was a contest at the festival so a brew pub in the state of Minnesota couldn't go to any festival unless there was a contest there okay and uh, I went to high school down in Madison Wisconsin and uh, our original brewer was brewing down in the Ma- in the Madison area before he came here and we wanted to go to the great taste of the Midwest so we pushed some legislation to put a little thing in the law that would allow us to go actually you couldn't even go prior to that at all. And then we said if it was a contest, we could go. Right. Uh, and then we started going. To so the crazy. It's, it, it, it's beyond crazy. <laughs> when you look at each of your locations, so Town Hall Brewery is where we are today. Town Hall Lanes is a bowling. Yep. Then you have Town Hall Station, which is in Edina. Right. And Town Hall Tap, which does not have liquor, but is in South Minneapolis. Correct. Like, is each neighborhood just reflective of the place, and that's why maybe they've been so successful? Because they're not a ch- chain, as it were. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, well, I, I personally, ever since I've been an adult, I hunt down independent restaurants. Yep. And I think that's our goal: is to stay independent. Um, I think if you were to walk into every, any single one, there's a common theme and a common way that we represent and that to me is is town hall but all of them are in different style buildings yeah and so the decor we kind of we kind of meld with the building that it's in 
Uh, some are smaller, smaller than others. One's a bowling alley. Yeah, and um, we were here tonight doing a cocktail tasting. Right. And why was it important for you to showcase cocktails? Well, I think that's what we get overlooked in. Uh, I think our beer is so good that when people come here, they drink our beer, and they drink our beer only. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people overlook us when it comes to cocktails. Um, we've been really whiskey-centric for a long period of time uh, because we've been aging beer in barrels for a long period sure. of time. Sure. And Mike and I personally go down to Kentucky and bring the barrels back. And that's when we really got into the whiskey. And to the point now, I probably drink more whiskey than I do beer. Yeah. Um, so... With that, we've just kind of generated into this cocktail program, and that started about 10 years ago. And now cocktails have become, and with the new distilleries and the craft distilleries, yep. have become super popular. And it is crafty, and it is Minnesota craft in a lot of regards. Right. So it must be fun for you to kind of stand alongside and watch that tradition. I mean, do you remember Tattersall yes. when they first started, and now they're just 32 states? and. Yeah. It, going gangbusters. It, it's nuts that the alcohol industry has, has been really good lately. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. And wine, I mean, more, they say that more millennials are drinking more wine than yeah. anything else. And I, But then there's also the weird, like, dichotomy of... I think you're going to say what I'm thinking. The White Claw. Yeah. Like, that's just exploded. Yeah. Why do you think everybody's drinking that? I don't, I don't know. And, and I... Is it total calorie consciousness? I, I think that's a good part of it, and it, it just doesn't fill you up as much. You get, I think, and this is a, just personal. Sure. Um, like to drink, drink some vodka and put a little juice in it. I think it's the same thing. And like whiskey on the rocks yeah. is a clean drink. Yeah. It's a flavorful drink. It's yeah. as many calories, probably really ounce for ounce. Right. It's, probably, probably a little less. Yeah, it doesn't make you as full because right. it's not all the filler. It's right. just... So, yeah, I, I don't want to be, you know, you drink White Claw, that's your thing, cool. Yep. I just think it's fascinating how fast and it's how explosive it's yeah. been. Well, that, that uh, what was it, the root beer, not your father's yeah. root beer. Yeah, uh, hard root beer yeah. and so Buddy's hard and then, cider, sodas, excuse me. That exploded and then kind of died down. You know what's next? Because I just was at Big Watt, huh. and they have a five-watt coffee here, and they're oh. doing caffeinated cold press but they're also doing caffeinated waters and they are bottling them in south minneapolis and one of the ones that i had they're co-packing a lund's peach mango caffeinated soda water and it was delicious so like all i could think about the whole time i was drinking it was wow i'd love to put some kettle one grapefruit rose in here and that's just to get your fix, your caffeinated fix. I don't even know why. A, it tasted good, but I was like, well, caffeine, I don't know. Like, people drink energy drinks and yeah. vodka. I'm a mom, and so I'm not going to be doing that whole thing. But <laughs> I can see, like, going out at, you know, 6 o'clock maybe, and I'm a 10 o'clock to bed person, yeah. so maybe I'd get have something, boost. yeah, to stay up if I was going to a concert or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting, though. Just and the CBD oil that's going to yeah. be in some of these cocktails. Yeah. Don't you think that we'll see CBD cocktails? I, I, I think you're seeing it somewhere in the United States, probably, yeah. in, probably in Colorado for sure. Um, They're going to come because see, you can have CBD oil in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Technically, it's illegal, but nobody's really enforcing that. So I think it's coming. Well, a friend of mine is the number one producer of CBD oil right now in the state of Minnesota. Okay, he's, who's who is it? Is it balanced or? 
it is uh, the name of the company. True Remedies. I don't even know what he's under in the, his company. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really want to share his name. That's right fine. Now. I get it. Um, but uh, he really believes in the health benefits. Of yeah, that. I do too. And uh, I, as I've gotten older, I just my my Absolutely. joints ache a little bit, yep. and my muscles twitch a little bit more, and. And I've experimented with it, and I don't know if it's in my head, but I think it's got some... Yeah, uh, I do too. ...going power. And you have to kind of find the right one. Like, yeah. some of them don't have enough, and some of them it's too diluted. But right. if you just stay on that journey and you find what works for you, I'm always, like, trying to do... I like to lift weights a lot. Yep. And I can't recover as fast, yep. and I... That's that's where... That's the big thing, is recovery. Yeah. And I... The government's going to get involved with it, so yes, I don't are. know how that's going to hinder uh, its growth and how it comes out into the into the market. Uh, but that's going to happen, uh, and that'll slow it somehow. But I think inevitably it's coming. So when you're not here and you're just in your regular life, like what do you do for fun? Um, wow, uh, I do like you to have it. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm generally pretty busy. Um, I like to I, I like to exercise. Yeah, do you uh, travel? I travel. I travel. In fact, I just got back from Chicago. Oh, uh, I like I Chicago because you grew up there. Yeah. I travel to check out uh, different bars. Yeah. Um, check out different scenes. Uh, hopefully to try to bring some of that back to Minnesota. There's a great bar in Chicago, and I won't even know the name if you say it, but across from Soldier Field, that's a bowling alley. Okay. The, I don't know it. it and it's sort of like Brant Lake Bowl, kind okay. of, that, and it's just such a fun, great bar. Well, I have to go there. I was at, I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago, and we went to Man's Brewing, yep. which is on the south side down by Sox Park. I think that's the furthest south I've ever been to a bar, other than around Sox Park. Sure. And uh, man, it's changed down there. So that that was really neat. Um, we try to hit. We're, we've been going to the Ukrainian village a lot. Okay. And why? Because uh, uh, never really hung out there before. Are you and Ukrainian so, or? Nope. I'm, yeah, I'm just Greek. okay. So, uh, but I. You're actually. I should have figured that out probably yeah. by your last name. <laughs> you know. It's ES. ES or OS. Okay. Um, we were out late and we went to a bar and we asked the bartender if you were off work, where would you go? And she said, uh, I would go to the sportsman club in the Ukrainian village. Cool. So we got in a cab and we went there and I think every time I've been back, that was about five years ago, and I think every time I've been back to Chicago, we end up at the sportsman That's club. the best way to do it though. Like you get into a city, you find someone you're comfortable with, whether it's a bartender, someone at a hotel, whatever. Right. And just like, where would you go? Right. Because otherwise you just end up at the tourist spots. Yeah. It's, it's well, hard to know where the real people oh, go. Oh, did you go to uh, Dick's Last Resort? Oh. And I'm like, no, we don't go there. Yeah, no. Or Rush Street. No. Nope. And yeah, you try to find Pizzeria somewhere. Uno. Yeah. Though maybe Lou Malnati's. I don't know. Lou Malnati's. Actually, Pequod's. If, if, go to Pequod's on Clyburn. Okay. Is that the good pizza? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm always, I'm going to Chicago, I think, over uh, Thanksgiving. Pequod's is fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, Pete, happy, happy anniversary. Yeah, that's Happy great. 22nd anniversary. Thanks yeah. for spending time with us. Oh, my pleasure. It's always fun to catch up with you and see what you're doing. Um, you can check out Taco Tequila Tuesdays. Yes. You can check out uh, Town Hall Brewery. You can check out uh, Town Hall Lanes, Town Hall Station, Town Hall Tap. And check them out. I had a delicious brat tonight that was from Kamarchik's, yeah. a wild rice brat that was seasonal, that was really tasty. We had some great cocktails, and I've never had your poutine before. 
It was fantastic. And I'm not really a poutine person. Yep. It always kind of grosses me out how it's so loaded up with crap. Right. The gravy on yours was really good. And yeah. just, it was clean. It was delicious. So we braised the short rib for like six hours. Okay, because that was super good. The juice out of that and some stout. And Yum. then reduce it, reduce it down to the gravy. It's fantastic. Yeah, I it eat, was really good. I eat too much of it. <laughs> that, my poutine is like my daughter's favorite thing, so I'm going to make sure she comes here. Thanks for talking. Yeah, my pleasure. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit.